102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534. And Bad Company with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni filling in for Steve for the uh, remainder of the week, which is, you know, just today and tomorrow. But cloudy this morning, and believe it or not, possibility of thunderstorms this afternoon, some of the which could be very severe. Oh, that's a new one. High of 89. Tomorrow, sunny and hot with a potential record breaker of 91 degrees. It's uh, 68 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. We could use the rain, and we could certainly use the heat. There's nothing in that forecast that we couldn't uh, that we couldn't use. I'll tell you what, this is going to be a hell of a show, Marty. Well, uh, what do we got? We have got Alan Clark from Dire Straits. Oh, no way. He is the, uh, the keyboard player for Dire Straits, and he and a band known as Dire Straits Legacy are coming to the Big E. And we'll tell you all about that and the fact that he was in a band that sold like 110 million copies of records. So he's, he's yeah, done I mean, pretty well. 13-year-old me remembers that Money for Nothing video on MTV. It was it was state-of-the-art computer technology. Sure was. Yes, absolutely. If you saw that in a video game today, you'd say this game sucks. Yes. But back then, <laughs> freaking awesome. It was, yeah. So Alan Clark will be joining us after 7 o'clock. Also... There's UFOs in the air, and it's they're there all the time, looking down and what the hell we do. That what? doesn't make you feel uncomfortable. I don't know what will. What a crazy world we're living in right now. We'll uh, we'll talk a little bit about yesterday's hearings in Congress and other stuff too. It's five thirty six on Rock one hundred two. Rock one hundred two Springfield's classic rock. It's five fifty five in Bruce Springsteen. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be cloudy today. Thunderstorms this afternoon. Some could be severe. High of about 89, maybe even 90. Tonight, scattered thunderstorms continuing. Clearing after midnight, low of 69 for tomorrow. Sunny and hot. High of uh, 91. It's uh, 69 degrees already in uh, downtown Springfield. Uh, Marty is with me for today and tomorrow. We have uh, Alan Clark, the keyboard player from Dire Straits. I'm excited. Very exciting. In fact, uh, he is going to be... Uh, at the uh, the Big E with a with a bunch of guys who have played with Dire Straits over the years called Dire Straits Legacy. We'll tell you all the details about uh, that show coming up in September. So awesome! Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty cool. I mean, this is a guy who's played with with everybody. In fact, at one point, he was the uh, the musical director for Tina Turner. That is so insane to me. It shouldn't be because Private Dancer. Yeah, like the like her big breakout hit when yeah. she when she made that comeback. Yeah, I know that one. Mark Knopfler wrote that song. Really? Yes. That's bizarre to me. You know, when you hear, I just found one out the other day. You know, uh, rest in peace, uh, Sinead O'Connor. Remember Sinead O'Connor? I do. Up the picture of the Pope. Do you know that song? Nothing compares to you. She didn't write that. It's Prince. Yeah. You know, see, you know all this. I forget that yeah. you're a music guy. Yeah. I found that out when I was reading the article, and I was like, what? Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't. Uh, that was, that was like a weird one yesterday. You know, yeah. You know, sometimes like a celebrity, uh, you know, passes and you don't uh, think twice about it. But yeah. uh, I played the hell out of her first record when it came out. I mean, it was a fantastic, record. unbelievable. She, well, she was a powerhouse talent. So yes. that was, you know, very sad. She died yesterday at the age of fifty six. Let me talk a little bit more about that in news. But yeah, that's a that's a real sad one. Well, I got a surprise too. Yeah. Uh, I think I have uh, comedian Mike Hanley. Uh, coming on on Friday, we're going to be able to interview him. I think. 
Well, what the, what would he be doing uh, locally that might be it's of uh, weird some notice? That you ask. It's so weird. You <laughs> ask. Uh, he might be. Uh, well, he, I think he is. Uh, Friday night, he'll be at Loft Comedy Club in Chicopee. Very nice. I mean, Very not tonight, funny. because tonight, yeah, as tonight we is- all know. Every listener knows tonight is the twenty dollar buffet. Dinner and comedy show. Teriyaki chicken, roasted potatoes, and a vegetable medley. Look at you. Yeah, listen, I can't get one by you. You don't have to tell me more than 15 times to have that sink in. Hey, I'll be there. I would love it if the listeners would come out and say hello and uh, have a nice meal and enjoy some comedy. Very cool. It's uh, 558 with Bax and Nagel. And And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling headquarters, Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, earlier this week, I told you about the Saudi-run soccer club Al-Halal, who just offered to pay French soccer star Kylian Mbappe the single largest sports contract in the history of the world. The team not only offered $233 million in a transfer fee, to Mbappe's current team in Paris. They were also willing to offer him a one-year contract said to be worth $775 million. Now, at the time, I told you that it was expected that despite the enormity of that offer, the rumor was that Mbappe would turn it down, become a free agent, and eventually sign with the Real Madrid in Spain. Yesterday, after several days of speculation, ESPN officially reported that, in fact, Kylian Mbappe had not only turned down the offer, he also refused to meet with the people who were offering him that deal. Now, personally, I think that would have been a little rude. I mean, they did just offer to spend more than $1.1 billion on you. The least you could do is stop by and say hi. I know if some Saudi billionaires wanted to buy out my contract here at Rock 102, I would be hard-pressed to turn down that sort of invitation, especially if they were buying lunch or offering to validate my parking. But to roundly reject a meeting with a group of guys from out of town willing to make the highest paid athlete in the history of overpaid athletes, well, that's just not my style. The truth is, no matter what happens, Kylian Mbappe is going to make an awful lot of money no matter where he goes, whether it's Spain, Riyadh, or if even if he stays in France. He's going to be just fine. Of course, he won't be making $775 million playing in a country with a list of civil rights abuses the length of your arm, but what the heck? Of course, none of those things seem to bother his midfielder teammate, Marco Verratti, who did just sign with Al-Halal for his own insanely priced soccer contract. So much for those human rights problems for that guy. Either way, I would have been far too courteous to just say no without at least hearing what they might have to say. Because when somebody is offering me three quarters of a billion dollars to do anything, I think you'd be surprised how that might capture my attention and pique my curiosity. But hey, in my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Making Kung Pao chicken on your Blackstone griddle? What the heck? Pancakes, breakfast sausages, you can do nearly anything on a Blackstone outdoor griddle. Every meal sizzles on a Blackstone. So up your outdoor cooking game right now with a Blackstone you just got from Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back, that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic. Springfield's Classic Rock at 611 and Rush. With Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. Did you did you get a chance to sit around the TV yesterday and uh, and watch watch Congress just drool all over themselves over this uh, whole UFO stuff? You know how excited I was to do that. You know, I was so looking forward to getting off the air 
and watching those hearings. And uh, I got off the air and ended up on the phone all day doing everything and missed it. Didn't you tell the person on the other line, hey, listen, there are UFOs in our airspace every single day, and they're not being reported on, and something's going on, and we've got uh, spaceships, and we've got aliens, and their ray guns, and everything. And you want to talk about nonsense? Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's hard to keep perspective. I guess that's why they haven't told us sooner that there are aliens. It's hard to keep perspective with people when you're like, so are you gonna come? Uh, you gonna come up here to the Chuckle Hut, Lewiston, Maine soon? Or are you gonna? And you're like, I, <laughs> I really want to know if we have aliens in our custody in the government. If we're not alone in the universe, and it's on right now, and I can't even watch it. So I didn't. And then this is crazy. I was like, well, I'm gonna definitely want to talk about it with Bax. I don't know if Bax is gonna be able to see it. And I went to find the articles on the internet. I couldn't find them anywhere. So then I went all conspiracy rabbit hole. I'm like, they're suppressing it. Oh, yeah. But turns out I just uh, sitting here at my desk. I've been summoned, like, summoned through and seeing stuff. So I, I, watched a, I watched a bit of it yesterday. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this guy, David Grush, okay, yeah. he, he's been an intelligence officer uh, in the Air Force and uh, part of the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, which I didn't even know was a thing. Oh, sure. Anyway. They, I actually know this. They run the satellites, I think, right? Is that you, the, you, might, uh, you might be right about that. Yeah. Anyway, this guy is basically uh, one of the three whistleblowers uh, that spoke yesterday. Okay. And essentially what he is saying is that this is not about isolated incidents. These things happen all the time. But because pilots fear the ramifications of uh, of reporting these things, they yeah. don't because it could damage their career. They might be seen as crazy. They might be seen as uh, you know troublemakers or whatever. So th- these things go underreported. But you know, he has t- spoken to many people. He has seen them himself of incidents that you know these are clearly uh, U- uh, UAPs unidentified anomalous phenomena okay. they are they they travel different they're built different there's no you know there's uh they 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 referred to it as like a tic-tac like it looks like a big tic-tac yeah, yeah, yeah. now i don't know if it comes in the little plastic box i was gonna say but i believe very noisy they are noisy but they do freshen your breath if yeah. you have like nine or ten <laughs> at once so you know so he's he's talking about this and he's ta- and he's being asked questions right very specific questions about alien life forms. You know, uh, has there ever been any interaction between them and members of the government? Have there ever been any injuries as a result of these uh, exchanges? And many times during his testimony, he was very clear in saying, those are questions I can't answer in an open forum like this. If this were a closed session, I would be happy to give you the answers as I know them, but I cannot give you definitive answers in front of television cameras and a bunch of reporters. And when I heard that, I'm thinking, well, you can take that in two ways. You could take it as the guy is lying, or you take it as this guy knows so much more than than we will ever know. And I'm kind of leaning towards number two. Because not that people haven't lied in congressional right. hearings before, but there's no benefit at this point for him to be lying to that degree in this kind of environment. Right. 
I mean, what would his motives be at this point? You know, a speaking career or something like that, maybe. But but I I don't know. I I feel like this it's this has to be really a guy that's really blowing a whistle to put some pressure on the government because they either have to arrest the guy now or they have to somehow debunk the claims and not arrest. Like what he's forcing their hand, right? I mean, well, he is, he is forcing their hand, but I think a lot of these Congress people, so I'll give the, I'll give the people on the uh, committee a lot of credit. Nobody turned this into a political nightmare. Yeah. No, they, it was like they're all kind of on the same the page. The one thing that Democrats yeah. and Republicans can now get along and talk about. <laughs> Can't agree on a single topic. But right. when it comes to UFOs, they right. are all locked in step. But you know, as soon as it comes out and it was like factual, that's when they'll start arguing. These aliens come down here. They never do the paperwork. And... <laughs> You know, you know they're gonna take the jobs of real life human beings and individuals who are looking to work are now unable to work because of these aliens from outer space taking all of our jobs. That'll be the right. And then the lefties will be like, they need to register um, these laser beams <laughs> and have to be registered voters to keep those vehicles, out of space vehicles, <laughs> garaged in the parking lots of this great country. Um, I, I. Uh, I, so, okay, so here's a, a good question, because I was just thinking about this right now. You're talking about, they said pilots won't come forward and say they see him because they're worried about um, repercussions. Right. Probably from the FAA or if they're military from whoever. Well, some pilots. There have been many pilots that have reported them, but but as time has gone on, a lot of pilots say, Psh, Can we I'm seeing these things all the time. I'm not even going to bother. Can we do some kind of fun right here today? I, f I forget sometimes it's not just you and I talking in a basement. That there are people that are listening. Uh, it's easy to forget that. Can we be like if someone messages us or call, like we could, if there's a pilot, no one else, I don't need like a, I don't need like somebody that's in Palmer that's like, my daddy and I were chopping wood and we seen this thing in the sky. No, I need like, yes, I'm a pilot. I've been a pilot for 15 it, years. It I would fly be for Delta and I have seen them. Like, couldn't we get one of those people on the air, you think, if someone's listening and they, they were a pilot? And they well, I mean, it'd, be, it'd be great if um, <sighs> if there were a pilot that were willing to do that, but I'm going to guess that uh, there may not be. But we're not the government. We, they don't have to attach their first and last name to it. No, we're just a highly rated radio show. Right. No one knows going to listen to that. Right. Yeah. So, we, I mean, we could open the phones to it or something, maybe even on a break, because you know we can't do it on the air, because you know what's going to happen, right? We're going to get, I'm Vince the Plumber. And, yeah. uh, uh, I want to do a shout out to all my uh, <laughs> extraterrestrial friends. <laughs> Shout out to Bleep Blorp from yeah. Oxa Nine. Yeah, he's from a. Uh, I knew a guy who was from a planet made completely of black pepper cheese. <laughs> right. Or we'll get Mike Jones. Uh, <laughs> those are the two. Hi, I'm a pilot. Mike Jones. Uh, no, but if someone like Facebook messaged or called out a like a, I don't know if there's a way. It would be. I think it would be fascinating for us to. Yeah, maybe I'm just a, a sap and a sucker or yeah, easily yeah, yeah. gullible. I, I don't know uh, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, what gullible person understands the level of their gullibility? But um, yeah, I'm watching this yesterday, <laughs> yeah. and I'm and I'm believing these three guys. Like, there's right. a part of me that part of it because I I, I want to believe them, and then two, the arguments and presentation that they're putting forward in front of Congress seems believable like these guys really do have evidence that we that we're not 
only being visited by uh, by they're UFOs, here. but they're here. We have their technology. We have um, reverse engineered a lot of this stuff so we can understand what it is they do. I mean, just a couple of years. Remember uh, a while back they scrambled these um, – uh, these 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 helicopters that were uh like uh what's what's the word it's um you, you couldn't see them like uh, uh the stealth st- right right yeah, the stealth yeah, helicopters yeah, yeah. they they scrambled stealth helicopters most of us didn't even realize we had those yeah you know and 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 so once they scrambled them then all of a sudden that information is out there it sounds like we have taken some of the technology that we have seen them them use see them use and have applied it for our own purposes so you know you've got that and then you've got you know the question is well (coughs) do we have life forms in our in our in our possession and the answer was yes right well that's crazy right it is crazy that's crazy that he said non-human biologics so i was that's a fancy way of saying, yeah, aliens. Yeah. So, like, to me, at that point, all bets are off. Like, the, now we know we're not alone in the universe. Yeah. We know there's people. They know where we are. They can visit. These are all, like, these crazy questions. But I feel like, and this is just me again, I feel like this is one of those scenarios where there might be a whole bunch of people who know a whole lot that don't say anything because of all the stuff that we're talking about Right. that now come forward or feel comfortable and be like, all right, I'll talk about it. Let me tell you X, Y, Z. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, right. There, obviously there's going to be some things that, you know, would affect national security, and you don't sure. talk about that sure. stuff. That makes sense to me. But now that you have some of this information out there, yeah. you wonder, well, now what? Right. Does I mean, do you feel panicked because of this information? I, I don't. I'm curious. I want to find out, well, what are they talking about exactly? Where, you know, do, is there any physical evidence that we might be able to see well, that shows exactly what we're talking Rather than grainy video footage from, right. from a moving plane, right, right, right. actual stuff in a hangar or an underground bunker or whatever it may be. And there might be people out there, you know, my buddy that I went to school with uh, on his Facebook the other day, he lives in Texas, uh, Mike Kiley, great, great guy. He's a, he's not a guy that I would call a conspiracy person. I, he's not a guy who needs attention. Mm-hmm. He's a highly successful career guy, you know, uh, married, kids, the whole deal. Uh, posted a video on his Facebook like, hey, this is p- pretty crazy. And it was a, it looked like a UFO video, you know. And he was just like, this is definitely weird. He didn't know what it was. And who knows, maybe it's a Tesla launch or something else or whatever. Right. But you couldn't do that back in the day. Now everyone has a smartphone. So everything is is magnified, you know. It's almost like uh, when you see police interactions and shootings or uh, the opposite side, cops getting – People say, like, oh, it's never been like this before in history. It's like, no, it's always occurred. It's just that everyone didn't walk around with a camera on them for their entire life, right? right. But now people do. I know that, uh, you know, like my father's era in the 50s and 60s, they were conditioned to not talk about things that were like that. Like, my, this is a true story. I, probably, I don't even know. My father, once he started to lose his, uh, his mental faculties yeah uh i had known that he had worked for a defense contractor in his youth but he had been in charge of 
arranging the transportation as they shipped uh, missiles for the Atlas Missile Project across the country, like or, yeah. for the Northeast, to all these silos and everything. He had told me it, like, in passing, you know, like, yeah, I did it. It was really interesting. And then he's on his, he's on the bed in the hospital, and he's just like, uh, where are you going again in New York? Oh, I'm going up near Plattsburgh. Let me tell you exactly. If you go this place on Route Four, this is a silo over there. I was like, Dad, what are you, what are you doing? He's just like spilling all He's this like stuff. Like a failing travel log. Right. But I'm like, if my father, who I I don't know if he could keep a secret after a 12 pack of Miller Lite, which he used to drink, I was like, if he could hold that in for his whole life, how many other people are holding that? In? That's what I'm just saying. I'm just saying if there's like a pilot out there that has a real compelling story. It would be fun for us to talk to him. No, I agree. I don't. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. But I just. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't yeah. hold your breath that these guys are going to be. Just like, oh well, I, mean, I might as well expose everything I know on the Bax and Nagel show yeah. with Marty Caproni. Yeah, well, maybe not. But at this point, you don't really have to worry about the repercussions. That's the other thing. You don't have to worry about the repercussions now because you have a guy who literally was a contracted de- employee of the military and the Department of Defense who's yeah. just like, yeah, I'm going to go to Congress and say this stuff. So here's what I worry about, though. Can I can see this happening. Okay. Now that this discussion is a public discussion, sure. Every nut job in the world <laughs> is going to be pouring awesome. out of the woodwork with their story to tell, and a good deal of it is probably totally garbage. But right, yeah, you know, they're going to come out all over the place and say, "Well, you're not going to believe what happened to me," and it took me months before I could sit down comfortably. Yeah, you know, that's <laughs> one of those things. Which would also be really fun radio, though, to talk sure, to Sure, absolutely. But, I, I mean, maybe we screen them out when they're like, hey, I'm calling from three Bax and Nagel and Rock 102, along with Marty Caproni. It's time for news, brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome Hyundai today, get 0% financing on select models. It is going to be a, uh, a very hot day, and as a result, uh, they are telling you, and by they, I mean experts, are telling you that uh, you want to reduce... Uh, your outdoor activities and uh, doing strenuous things outdoors due to the hot weather. Uh, take breaks, go indoors into a cold room with an air conditioner as often as possible. There are cooling centers that are going to be open through Friday in several communities, including Agawam, Amherst, East and Northampton, and in Springfield. Everywhere else, you're going to sweat your ass off, and there's very little you can do. So, uh, you're in a heat wave. Yes. You're in a heat wave trapped and every time there is a heat wave there are certain things they tell you uh not to do they tell you like uh you know drinking alcohol on a hot day it's not good for you not good for you but but you know i mean you mow the lawn you want to do of course you are absolutely uh they tell you to you know to uh to wear protective clothing not to be out in the sun you know wear the sunscreen so you don't get the you know uh, you know, yeah. burn to a crisp. That's that's a good one. Nobody wants the skin cancers. Nope. Nobody wants that. No that's one. not a lot of fun. Uh, so if you're going to be out, outside, uh, do yourself a favor. Don't get crazy. Uh, hydrate with actual water. Sure. And don't drink the booze. Don't drink of the booze. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good one. I mean, but it's unrealistic because I yeah. mean, who among us isn't going to be you know getting plowed in the middle of the afternoon simply to cool off? You know, that's one thing that this uh, radio uh, thing is really cut into is my drinking. Yeah, I know. It's it's very repressive. Yeah, I know. It's uh, it, because you got to get to bed so early. I don't. I don't know if I've had a drink in the last. I don't know how long. Weeks, maybe yeah. months. We're like a twelve step program, <clears throat> right? Yeah. 
you've uh, you you guys had first... an intervention without me there and tricked me into doing stuff to make me stop drinking. This is the best intervention there could possibly be. <laughs> right. And uh, I'm sure by the end of the week you'll be uh, you know uh, searching for a higher power. You've already made amends. You're doing good. <laughs> The Department of Recreation and Conservation will extend hours of use of state pools, wading pools, spray decks, beaches, and waterfronts due to expectedly high temperatures over the next couple of days. Beginning uh, on Wednesday, they closed the, a bunch of pools and beaches uh, because of of high bacteria. As you know, well, that rain has uh, caused uh, all kinds of problems. So uh, everybody out of the pool. Um, yeah, so that's you know a bit a, been a big problem. You have all the bacteria in standing ponds and, and, yeah, yeah. and rivers and everything, but they're telling you that you know there there will be pools to go into. What a crappy, crappy yeah. summer. Well, let me uh, let me add another uh, f- a bit of frosting to the uh, to oh, the cake. Sure. Uh, while Western Massachusetts got to enjoy some sunshine uh, this week, uh, all the recent rain means that mosquitoes are on the way. Oh. The Piner Valley Mosquito District, which I didn't even realize is a thing. Well, the mosquitoes are organized uh, just like people. So are they uh, looking like uh, to unionize yeah. like baristas at Starbucks? Mosquitoes, yeah. Ward five mosquitoes. <laughs> they they're more conservative. Casino uh, mosquito uh, Ward four mosquitoes are more liberal. Right. Well, apparently the PVMD is taking action in 23 cities and towns locally to reduce the risk of being bit by uh, mosquitoes, uh, but they're encouraging homeowners to do their part. You should always stand clear of standing water from your property. Okay. Because that's where uh, the, they, the mosquitoes are uh, sure. nesting. Uh, make sure your screens are tightly attached to doors and windows. Okay. Uh, as opposed to, uh, you know, loosely All right, fitted yeah. on the door. I usually just hang it on by a piece of tape, but go ahead, I guess. They are uh, telling you that uh, West Nile virus and Triple E are also uh, elevated concerns. Uh, this as mosquito samples tested positive for West Nile virus in, uh, in Western Mass towns as of late. You're encouraged to wear sleeves and pants when you can, which, as you know, on a 90-degree day is is perfectly comfortable. Nothing more I like to do after uh, finishing the lawn and go out in my beekeeper outfit and have a nice ice-cold, non-alcoholic drink. Why, why just the other day, I was uh, pruning the hedges with my uh, Gore-Tex winter jacket. Hazmat suit and a parka. Yeah. Uh, a woman recovering from a, a partially road uh, from a partial road collapse brought on by heavy rain in Deerfield resulted in her being trapped in her car. Heroic actions of a firefighter prevented a serious weather event from ending in tragedy. This happened last week, but uh, Deerfield Assistant Fire Chief Ben Clark was out patrolling uh, as severe rainfall drenched much of Franklin County when a resident told him about some road erosion on Lower Road in Deerfield. He headed out, checked it out, and uh, found that uh, there was a life-threatening situation. That's when... Uh, when uh, Ben Clark sprang into action, uh, running to his uh, truck uh, to get some uh, river rescue supplies. Uh, apparently, the uh, the water was like about five feet flowing at that point, and the woman's car actually spun and went about 100 feet down oh, wow. the nearby wooded area. The ambulance arrived in minutes, took the woman to a nearby hospital. She was treated and released. The identity of the driver was not uh, is not known or has not been released either, but it's expected that uh, this area of Lower Road will remain closed for at least... Another week as a town works with state crews to uh, work on repairs. Again, all this rain has yeah. caused major erosions. <clears throat> we talked yesterday in Gill. Here it is in, in Deerfield. Um, you know, we've gotten to the point now where, you know, these are the kinds of problems we are facing when you've got this much saturation in the ground. You know, kudos to this guy, Ben, the firefighter doing that, right? Yeah. Taking the initiative, just be hearing something's bad, going out there, seeing it. 
and then spring it into action. I gotta, I gotta give him his props because uh, one of my favorite pastimes, and all my buddies on the Chicken Bee Fire Department know this, is uh, teasing my firefighter friends about how their job is more like a sleepover. It's fun with their friends <laughs> than a job, but I say it with love. Uh, that is uh, one of those things. You know, it's that one percent of the time that they earn their they earn more than what they're paid. You know, and uh, good good for that guy. You know, for um, for all the testimony yesterday in Congress with these yeah. UFOs about the, you know these guys talking about all the crazy stuff they've seen. If you talk to a firefighter or an EMT about the crazy stuff that they've seen, oh god, that stuff is so much worse <laughs> than say like a unidentified uh, object in a desert. That's crashed into the ground that stuff is so much more bizarre you want a gross one i'll tell you a gross yes one. this is a gross one one of my buddies is a firefighter they got a call they showed up to this apartment there was a guy in a chair in the apartment yeah they come in the apartment he could tell by the smell and everything else immediately this probably isn't going to be a rescue scenario but they still have to like do something or whatever and the other guy goes over because they have to take a vital or whatever. He's a new guy. He yeah. doesn't really understand. He does the wrong thing, moves the guy the wrong way, and the guy had all sorts of gases inside it, and he uh, the whole thing, he blew. He blew up? The guy blew up. <laughs> that is so much worse than anything yeah. that could be in a hangar yeah. in New Mexico. Yeah. yeah, yeah, That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, That's like one of those things where you're like, oh, God, you just picture like the chunks oh, raining down on everyone. Geez, that's terrible. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I sure hope no one is sitting there eating their breakfast and going, what the hell is going on at Rock 102? I, I am actually the... starving this morning, Bax. Are you really? I am starving mm -hmm. in the worst way. And we know, because we've talked about it, nobody cares. There will be no, no one will show up and be like, hey, man, here's a breakfast sandwich for you guys. Have fun. It's gotten so bad. It's yeah. gotten so bad. It's lack of respect for us. That last week, you had to be the one to bring food in. I did. And and I brought it in, and, and Steve didn't appreciate it. But I have an update. Yeah. Uh, and I hate doing it. I hate when Nagel's right. But I went the other day, and I got the, the chicken salad, as I do. Yeah. And I don't know if I have learned a valuable lesson about talking about things because it can change them. I think that the lady told me too many people have been buying chicken salad. On I, your recommendation. I, so I got the chicken salad. I brought it home and I made a sandwich. And it didn't taste the way the chicken salad normally tastes. And I was like, did I just ruin one of my favorite little guilty pleasures here in chicken? Beef? Yeah, I, you, you don't want to put that on your back. Because you're going to be walking around with uh, with guilt. Maybe it's like, maybe your taste buds changed. Yeah. Maybe you, you you had like an extra cup of coffee and your your Listen. taste buds are deadened. Or you know maybe there was just a a problem that day in the uh, in the chicken salad making office. Well, I'm going to use my bully pulpit right here to say yeah. this to my friends at the fruit fair because I love them. They're a nice family. It's a great business. But if you guys have changed that chicken salad recipe recently because either an increase in volume. Or there's been one corner cut where you're like, I'm going to use a different mayo or whatever. Whatever you're doing, I, the other day, I didn't like it. So I would just say I hope that was a temporary yeah, situation. Yeah, I, I got to believe that, you know, the supply and demand challenges that they Maybe. must be facing based on your recommendation <laughs> have made them uh, have put them in a position where maybe they had to cut corners on that particular day. Well, and I'm going to say that's fine. 
but no one else is going to tell you this because they're not going to go out of their way, but I'm going to mm. tell you this. That original recipe that's been there for 50 years minimum, it needs to be followed to the T, and if it's not being followed, you need to start following it again, or I else know. you're going to you, lose a chicken salad customer. But you know what happens, though? So you know, let's say, okay, so you hear some some idiot on the radio right. talking about this delicious chicken salad, and I'll confirm, it's solid, good chicken really salad. Really good chicken salad. I confirm that. But all of a sudden, you hear some guy on the radio talking about how good this stuff is, and all of a sudden, you say, well, now I got to go. I want to go check out that chicken yeah. salad, because who the hell doesn't like chicken salads right. apart from vegans and Steve Nagel? Right. Um, you go, and they tell you, yeah, we just ran out about 25 minutes ago. Come back tomorrow. Right. Can you imagine the kind of disappointment that you feel on an emotional and personal level that there is no chicken salad? Yes. Because somebody may have opened their big fat trap about it on the radio and now everybody wants it. And now I'm learning this lesson. So I don't know if I'm helping business or hurting business. I mean, Evan's bacon, Evan's egg house that we talked about, the bacon hash, that oh, yeah. was you. That was me. And, 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 and they said they run out sometimes, but now they make more. They have to because they realize that, uh, you know, my recommendation has uh, carried an enormous amount of weight. Just we like the person who made the recommendation. We should, and go there. we should go there now and get some bacon. Yeah, I know. Can we just throw on a commercial and uh, skip out? Well, they're not open on Thursday, so uh, you'd have oh, to wait till true. tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, tomorrow they could, we could go. And that would be, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say no to that. No. But, no. I mean, just, you would think someone local here would be like, hey, here's a breakfast sandwich, guys. I just brought it by for you. Can I do Uber Eats for us? Do you think sure, you yeah, you could do that. I just don't want somebody to, to stop by who made a sandwich in their house and you know drops it off here on the on the front step and say, "Hey, I left you a sandwich. Yeah, no, I made I, it myself. Yeah, do. I don't want to. Like, don't. It'll don't. be uh, you know it'll be it'll be a Hawkman and it'll have ghost pepper in it. And, yeah, uh, and then we'll be dying. And every, we don't need that. Every day he's sending me these ghost pepper things. Uh, the ghost pepper this, the ghost pepper that, and, and uh, I I told him I go I can't eat spicy food. Yeah, that's it's just not your thing. It's not my thing. Yeah, he uh, he was eating some sort of uh, ghost pepper spicy chicken noodles yesterday. Right. And I'm thinking, dude, hasn't your body been through quite enough? Well, he just sent me a message this morning. He said, I can't feel my tongue. Now, we know him, and I was like, there's not a lot of things left you can't feel. Stop playing around with the ones... Stop playing around with the ones that you can't feel. Uh, you're just, you're just, you know. You know the thing is, that, that, that comment feels insensitive, but I think if you know the guy, <laughs> it, you know he's probably laughing about it right now. So, one hundred percent, he hired Steve and I to go make fun of him. And at one point, when everyone was horrified, he was the only one laughing. We're like, well, he's the guy, you know, who hired us. So. It's going to be uh, a weird day today. Cloudy this morning, thunderstorms this afternoon, some of which could be severe and high of 89. Tomorrow, sunny, hot, high of 91. It's already 71 degrees. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 6.52. And Cream with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. The uh, Pioneer Valley forecast, cloudy this morning, thunderstorms this afternoon. They will continue into tonight, clearing around midnight, and for tomorrow, sunny and hot, a high of 91, 71 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Steve Nagel and the road crew are going to be out today. Yeah, Whoa. while he's on vacation, he's peeling himself away from uh, from whatever the hell he's doing in his time off. He'll be there from 11 to 1 today at the Department of Developmental Services Job Fair. They're searching for LPN, direct care, and home care workers to join their team. 
while you're there, stop by the Rock 102 table for your chance to win great prizes. That's today from 11 to 1 with Steve and the road crew at the Department of Developmental Services, 15 Atwood Drive in Northampton from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. You you, you want to you know what our friend, our good friend Steve Nagel did to me yesterday? What did he do? This jerk. He, on vacation, he just winds me up. He sends me a video. It's his daughter. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch it. It's, it's great. Okay. Daddy, daughter day. It makes me feel good covering sure. for him. Now he's out enjoying the time with his kid. Uh, she sits down with a hot dog from uh, Autumn Miss Farms with the steak and cheese dog. Yeah. And uh, it's like steak and cheese. I'm like, that's great. And he goes, you want some ketchup on that? And she goes, ugh. Dad, what do you think I am, like five years old? <laughs> I was like, yeah, well, you know, that kid, uh, I was like, how dare you do this to your kid? I know you put your kid up to that. Your kid <laughs> wants some ketchup. You're not giving it it's child abuse. Yeah. But that, but that kid is, uh, operating, uh, is, is operating comedy at a 12th grade oh, level. I mean, really 100%. Uh, totally. it, was, it was great. She, <laughs> she, I mean, she, it was deadpan. I was like right in, I drew me right in yeah. and then, uh, and then, and then kicked me right in the groin. <laughs> It's uh, 6.55 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. Oh, yeah, and uh, Alan Clark from Dire Straits oh. coming up in just 7 a.m. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling headquarters, Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, when I turn 64 years old, exactly 2,606 days away from today, I'm sure there'll be many things that I would like to do. Open presents, eat a cake, and then start the one-year countdown to my eventual retirement, which I would like to point out is exactly 2,972 days away. What I will not do is enter into conversations with my employer about ways in which they can convince me to stay against my will and better judgment. Sadly, not every 64-year-old man thinks this way. Some men reject the idea of retirement. Instead, they're willing to work every single day until they are dead, whereas I choose not to do that. But if you're Rob Manfred, the commissioner of baseball, you're clearly not interested in counting down the days. Otherwise, you wouldn't have agreed to a four-year contract extension, an extension that begins after your current contract expires one year from now. That means you'll be working until the age of 69 or 70 years old. What did, what did it take to convince him to accept the offer? I'm not entirely sure since the details of that contract have not yet been released. All I can tell you is the commissioner is currently making a salary of $11 million a year. Now, it's easy for me to sit here and say that I've got 2,972 days left to go. It's also easy for me to say that when the days are up, I'll be walking out the door and I'll never come back. But I don't exactly have somebody shoving an $11 million paycheck in my face and begging me to stay. If there were, I might be willing to reassess my current plans. However, the likelihood that there will magically be a gigantic bag of money waiting for me at the end of my run is exasperatingly low, and so I doubt I'll be given the same monetary temptations that are currently being offered to the Commissioner of Baseball. Otherwise, I might be willing to tack on another 1,460 days to the countdown. But if you're not gonna but if you're just gonna give me free t-shirts and tickets to the old Deerfield Craft Fair, that might not be enough. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, the Ego Battery Powered Trimmer and Blower. Battery and charger included, now 229. 
at Rockies with your Ace Rewards card. You're saving almost 100 bucks. I'm looking at the Rockies app. You can pick up the flyer uh, in the store. Even look at it online. What's on sale? Rockies is always at your fingertips. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 710 and Dire Straits. It's going to be cloudy today. And then uh, turning to thunderstorms this afternoon, some of which could be uh, pretty nasty. A high of 90 tomorrow. Sunny and hot, a high of 91. It's about 72 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. The Big E is coming up very, very soon. And uh, Dire Straits Legacy is going to be playing at the Big E on September 28th. Uh, and it's Dire Straits Legacy is a bunch of guys who used to play with dire straits throughout their career, sometimes uh, through the entire career. Uh, Alan Clark is the original keyboard player for dire straits, but he's more than that. He's also played with nearly everybody you could possibly think of. Everybody from uh, the Bee Gees, Phil Collins, Robert Cray, Roger Daltrey, uh, Al Green, uh, Buddy Guy, George Harrison, Elton John, uh, Brian Johnson of ACDC. The list goes on and on. And uh, he's on the phone with us right now. It's Alan Clark. Good morning, Alan. How are you? Good. I'm doing good. Good. Well, it's it's great to talk to you. You're coming to uh, the Big E in uh, West Springfield on uh, September 28th. Uh, that's awesome. I love the idea that that the Dire Straits Legacy exists. I mean, this is a band. That, I mean, Dire Straits sold 110 million albums. To put that music to rest just doesn't seem like the right thing to do. Tell me about how you started this and 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 what. How did it come about? Well, it came about because some um, some Italian uh, chap um, uh, got in touch with me one time and invited myself and John Osley, the bass player in Dire Straits, to um, if we would join him for a, a crazy gig on a on on the top of a ski slope in the Dolomites, which is in northern, which is like like the Alps in in northern Italy, yeah. and. Um, so John and I thought, well, this could be a laugh. And <laughs> as we hadn't played any Dire Straits tunes for <laughs> for many years, I mean, it was like a good 20-something years, I think, um, we thought, yeah, we'll go and do it. And we had a laugh, and I had a great weekend. And um, and then we did another show, and, and it just escalated from there, really. So it started life and, and continues to be a fun band that we that we just um, get together and enjoy playing this great Dire Straits music. You, you, you're playing with a bunch of guys who uh, you know, many of them have played with Dire Straits, Phil Palmer, for example, Danny Cummings, but also a guy in the band, which I'm kind of surprised about, but maybe not, was was Trevor Horn, who you know is like one of the great producers of the last uh, you know 45 years. Is 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 he touring with you guys right now? Um, we we played with him uh, just uh, just a few days ago in in Spain. Yeah, he he um, he came in. He really joined us because he's currently on tour with Seal, doing a world world tour with Seal. So we had a bit of a break, and we um, so we um, asked him if he'd come and join us again. Yeah, but um, so uh, is he touring with us? So part of the time he's touring with us, but he'd not be coming to America with us. He's not okay. Well, yeah, I, I was reading him t- talking about you know Dire Straits Legacy, and, and it sounds like he, the reason he's doing this is th- that it's just so much fun to be a part of it. He's really enjoyed himself playing with you guys and playing this great body of 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 music. I mean, have Trevor Horn do it? That's kind of a, a big compliment to you guys. 
Well, it is, yeah. I mean, Trevor, you know, I met Trevor invited me to record with him, and then, and then, and then asked Phil and I, uh, "Can I join your band?" Because he, he, you know, Trevor, Trevor started his musical career as a bass player, and um, and then didn't really get the opportunity to be a bass player that much. Yeah. So he um, he really fancied he really fancied um, joining us, and as you say, the the body of music is is a great. Um, a great thing, it's, you know. It's a good fun, you know. Some good, good stuff in there, you know. You've uh, your your career, uh, you know, even outside of Dire Straits, is is pretty remarkable. You were uh, the musical director for Tina Turner for a while. It even played on on Private Dancer, which Mark Knopfler had written. Tell us about uh, about Tina. I know she just you know passed a you know a month or two ago. Tell us about you know working with her. Well, Tina is. Is as a person everything you'd hope she she would be and and more, basically. Um, I met Tina when when I was sitting at the piano running Private Dancer with the band in the recording studio. Tina walked in with that big smile and um, and that was it really. Um, we recorded the song. Um, it all went very well and then afterwards she she invited me to tour with her in in the U.S. She was supporting Lionel Richie on a on a big tour that was going to promote the Private Dancer album. Um, so I did that, and because I was I was wasn't really doing anything, I was doing a lot of windsurfing, but not not that much um, music with people. And um, so I went off to America, and uh, the album went to number one. So it was a great time to be with Tina. You you do windsurfing, great lady. Uh, this is Marty. I'm uh, I'm uh, Bax's part. You do windsurfing. Uh, well, I do. I, I must admit, I haven't done any for a while now. I'm 71, so I've kind of uh, <laughs> retired from that. But yeah, I became a I became an avid windsurfer in um, in the sort of early 80s, really. Well, yeah. around that. And, yeah, I've, I've been to I've been to Maui and lots of great um, windsurfing spots. I, I tried windsurfing. I tried windsurfing once at a place called Block Island near here. And uh, I thought I was going to enjoy it a lot. The instructor had me pick the sail out of the water, and uh, I start. I went whipping across this pond, and uh, I didn't get to the part where he told me how to turn. Turning is the tricky thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I ended up about a mile away from him. He had to come get yeah. me. Turning and landing seems to be yeah. maybe the two most important parts of windsurfing. But that's a that's yeah, a pretty cool the, hobby. <laughs> Some, uh, some years back, um, I found myself standing next to what was then Prince Charles, now the King of England, and uh, and Diana, um, Princess Diana. That's um, amazing. At a, at a photo shoot for 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 um for you know some some big Princess Trust uh, concert. Did he? So I, I happened to be standing right behind them, and um, so uh, when the when everybody was dispersing, I sort of um, tapped him on the shoulder and, and and said, "Oh, I believe you're a windsurfer too." And so I had a five-minute conversation with about windsurfing with now King of England. The King of England. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, Alan Clark from uh, Dire Straits and Dire Straits Legacy coming to the Big E on uh, September 28th. You know, you play with everybody else too. Everybody from from the Bee Gees to uh, George Harrison to Billy Joel, Elton John. I mean, the list of stuff just keeps going on. I mean, do you ever say no to anybody? <laughs> would, would, there be, would there be someone you'd say, "Yeah, I'm not really into you." Uh, it does happen, but um, I won't tell you. Who. <laughs> <laughs> I, Even if I set you up with like a whole bunch of corn dogs and cream puffs at the Big E, I, that wouldn't be enough to to persuade you. 
No. <laughs> actually, if you, if you could introduce me to Homer Simpson, that would be a miracle. <laughs> that would be a miracle. Well, we actually, uh, Bax is good friends with uh, one of the creators of The Simpsons. Yeah, one well, one of the former executive producer of, of The Simpsons. From West Springfield, in fact. So, <laughs> yes. so there you go. So, uh, Alan, uh, the uh, the show is coming to the Big E on September 28th, uh, Dire Straits Legacy. Everything I've seen and heard about the, this show is, is remarkable, and you can uh, check out everything you need to on uh, dslegacy.com. Alan Clark, it's a real pleasure to talk to you. Best of luck when you come out to, to Massachusetts. Best of luck, Alan. Looking forward to it, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. Bye now. Alan Clark with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 726. And Aerosmith with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Marty Caproni is here for uh, two more days today and tomorrow, and then Steve comes back, excuse me, on, uh, on Monday from vacation, just in time for him to plan his next one uh cloudy today thunderstorms this afternoon uh some could be severe i'm sure that will not affect uh comedy at the loft comedy club tonight in chickabee it will not we're, we're rain or shine baby that's it doesn't matter climate controlled if it's 100 degrees outside you want to sit in some nice cool air conditioning not cook and laugh 20 even, bucks even if there's a power outage the place will be electrified with comedy. That's, uh, I mean, I don't make that promise, but uh, I'm, yes. I'm just trying to sell the sizzle yes. for you. So, sizzle it up. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I'm here to yeah, do. Yeah, we'll be there tonight, though. It'll be, it's going to be fun. And then Friday, uh, Mike Hanley, who, if you haven't seen, is an absolute must-see comedian. He's going to be on the show with us tomorrow after 8 yes. o'clock. Yeah, he's going to do an interview around 8 o'clock. Yep. Perfect. Perfect. Yep. I've seen him. He's really, really good. He is really enjoyed him. So funny, you know. He's got uh, three daughters, so some of his stories are about being uh, the only guy in the house with three daughters. Uh, he had a deaf dog. He's got all these like really funny, <laughs> hilarious stories that he that he t he's just super duper. He's great. Uh, real quick, um, this week my wife is at a wedding. Yeah, in uh, in Florida. <laughs> uh, some friends of ours uh, got married. We're really happy for him. Uh, congratulations to. Uh, Nicole and uh, and Wesley Jackson. They got married yesterday in Ocala, Florida, and uh, very very happy for them. Uh, super nice people, and uh, but it's a wedding in Florida, and you know I uh, I got to work. Yeah. Well. So uh, there was no getting out of uh, out of this to go do that. But uh, nevertheless, it's a wedding in uh, in Florida in. Uh, July. July. It uh, everything about it sounds extraordinarily sweaty to o me. Ocala doesn't sound like one of those names that's like uh, tropical on the coast either. That doesn't sound like Key West. No, that's like the the hot interior, uh, you know, humid part of, of I, Florida. I feel like Ocala, Ocala is one of those things that you see on Cops. You know, yeah, the TV show Cops. Right. And you're like, where are these people from? That these people act this way, and it's uh, it's like a place like Ocala. It may be. All I know is, you know? I'm, I'm, uh, congratulations to the two of them. Uh, they're both really, really good people, and uh, they uh, they deserve all the happiness in the world. So good to them. Well, that's great. I mean, you know, uh, if you start in your life in July in Ocala, Florida, it's only up from here. That's you're right. <laughs> and they'll be coming back, uh, coming back to town in no time at all to resume their normal activities. <laughs> It's uh, 729 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni at Rock 102. 7.30 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni at Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome Hyundai today. Get 0% financing 
on uh, select models. I don't know if you're aware of this, but we are in a heat wave. I've heard a thing or two, something about heat and rain or something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, it's very, very hot. And if you are among those people that is prone to profuse sweating in hot conditions, uh, over here, sir, are you? Yes. that's me. Uh, you got to do what you can to protect yourself. And they're telling you, listen, uh, stay indoors if you can. Uh, remain hydrated. You know, have you know, drink lots of fluids. Also important. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, uh, you gotta hydrate. Yep. You, know, you don't want a raisin out there. That's that's bad. They also say that hydrating with alcohol is not uh, safe. Boo. Yeah, I know. Yeah. What about um, like a white claw? You think like a white claw you could hydrate? Yeah, I, it's, it's, I mean, it's not even real alcohol. That's like the uh, that's like the Pringles of alcoholic beverages. One of my uh, buddies who comes a lot on the Thursday nights has a great joke. Uh, my my buddy Bo McDowell, he says uh, he got sober three months before seltzers came out, and he oh, said yeah. he said he feels he feels really gypped that he didn't get to try them. He says, and uh, it's too late now. I can't relapse and be like, why did you relapse? Peach mango. <laughs> great joke. It's it is hard to turn away from something yeah, like that. Uh, delicious. Uh, cooling centers will be open uh, today and tomorrow in several communities, including Agawam, Amherst, East, and Northampton, as well as Springfield. Meanwhile, the Department of Recreation and Conservation will extend hours to the use of state pools, wading pools, spray decks, beaches, and waterfronts due to expected excessive high temperatures over the next couple of days. However, there are some... Uh, uh, you know, watering holes that have been exposed to contaminants due to the high rain, and it's not exactly all that healthy, depending on where you go. But there are websites, uh, in, uh, Massachusetts websites off the mass.gov that will tell you which beaches and ponds are safe to swim. Where in. you can swim and not in poo? Exactly. All yeah, right. And that's, and that's probably for the best. But while you're trying to avoid the heat, <clears throat> you might also try to avoid uh, mosquitoes. While uh, Western Massachusetts got to enjoy some uh, sunshine yesterday, uh, all the recent rain means more mosquitoes are on the way. The Pioneer Valley Mosquito District, uh, which I get their newsletter all the time, is taking action in 23 cities and towns locally to reduce the risk after uh, both West Nile virus and Tripoli were discovered here in Western Mass. Of course, every time you have a mosquito that tests positive, uh, once they sting you, you will have been stung by everybody that they have stung. Please wear a condom. Yes, uh, I do all the time, right when I leave the house. Safety first. I think that's uh, for the best. Uh, an inmate who allegedly attacked three employees of the Hamden County Court of Corrections stymied a dangerousness hearing uh, yesterday by refusing to participate in the preceding uh, Zoom meeting to oh. address his, his dangerousness. Drake uh, Zimjuski. 27 of Fitchburg, charged in May with three counts of assault on correctional on a correctional employee, attempted murder, and assault with intent to murder in uh, Hamden Superior Court. He pled not guilty to the charges during his arraignment on July 12th. He was set for a threat assessment hearing but declined to participate virtually, a post-COVID standard for uh, certain hearings involving incarcerated defendants. However, by law, defendants must consent to online video conferencing. They just can't be zoomed against their will that would be a violation of their civil rights Ooh. unlike the violation of the civil rights of the victims he tried to kill uh zimjuski was jailed after being arrested in worcester in 2021 after breaking into a cvs and attempting to make off with various fragrances from the pharmacy after closing time 
That's an easy uh, trail for the dogs to follow. Uh, yes, be on the lookout for the last guy in the world wearing Dracar. We, we caught him behind a dumpster after the dogs found a trail of Axe body spray all the way through downtown Springfield. Uh, a hearing for uh, Zemjewski was scheduled for August 2nd, according to uh, the court docket. I mean, Zoom meetings are annoying. I'll give them that. That's no, the I, only thing I'll give them. I, I would agree with that, but when you're trying to get your dangerousness yeah, assessed, yeah. compliance is the best way to convince everybody you're not dangerous. Yeah, I mean, if you uh, show up on Zoom and you're like, I'm not doing this, they're like, well, clearly that's probably why he attacked a bunch of people trying to tell them what to do in jail. Yeah, maybe that's maybe yeah. that's part of the problem. Right. Uh, state lawmakers are hoping to vote on a bill that would address how people are getting weapons and where they can carry them. A bill would crack down on ghost guns, which at this point is uh, are untraceable. Under the proposed legislation, both the barrel of a gun and the receiver would need to be serialized and registered. As lawmakers continue to debate the specifics of the bill, Northwestern District Attorney David Sullivan says there's one thing that everyone can agree on, that some uh, differences in opinions and, and parts of the bill, but what is unified is on ghost guns, and those guns are getting produced by 3D printers, and he says that they need to address that, need to make it illegal for people to import or make guns in Massachusetts for these types of weapons uh, that many times go on the street with no uh, ability to identify who they are, what the guns, uh, where the guns came from. And uh, many police chiefs around the area are agreeing. Uh, work on this bill is still underway. State Representative Carlos Gonzalez tells Western Mass News the decision has been made to push any action on this legislation on this legislation for the fall session. I was thinking that you meant that there are guns that are used to shoot these ghosts, which I'm all in favor of. Um, you know, I can't watch another bad ghost uh, story television thing where they... You ever watch those shows? Oh, yeah. And they sit in a dark room like, it just got cold in here. And, and, they, <sighs> and then they have like the uh, the recording equipment where you, yeah where they said did you hear that and like you at home don't have the kind of audio speakers that yeah. makes anything sound real so you, you all you hear is like static did you hear what they just said right I you know it's like uh, it's also like uh, I've gotten to with those shows where I've gotten with like the Curse of Oak Island did you ever watch that show did I see that one I don't I might have. I I love it because they're trying to find this treasure, but uh, we're on like season I don't even know now, fifteen or something I don't know, and they never find the actual treasure. Mm -hmm. So after a while, you just get fatigued with it, and you're like, all right, I'm done. I've watched enough of these ghost shows. I've never seen one ghost. I've never seen anything on it that uh, that makes me say, wow, there's definitely proof out there. I don't. It's not that I don't believe it. Yeah. But you know, I told you uh, last week <laughs> I was doing a show and I had a lady in the audience who was a medium and uh she wouldn't shut up she kept heckling me a medium a medium a psychic medium and i said so you talk to dead people she's like i do and i read minds i said okay oh what am i thinking right now and uh she goes <laughs> your grandmother and i said no i'm thinking you should shut the f up <laughs> <laughs> crowd liked it she didn't yeah no of course not yeah yeah uh, a former military intelligence officer turned whistleblower told uh, House lawmakers in Congress uh, that the uh, that the government is being kept in the dark about unidentified anomalous phenomena known as UAPs, which I believe is a song done by Cardi B, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you her UAP. Yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, they're they're very they're very wet ass UFOs, <laughs> uh, allegedly alleging at the hearing that the executive branch agencies have withheld information about mysterious objects for years 
David Grush, who served 14 years as an intelligence officer in the Air Force and at the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, appeared before the House Oversight Committee and the National Security Subcommittee, along with two former fighter pilots who had firsthand experience with the UAPs. Grush served as a representative on two Pentagon task forces investigating UAPs earlier this year. He told lawmakers that he was informed of a multi-decade UAP crash retrieval and reverse engineering program during the course of his work examining classified programs. He said he was denied access to some of those programs. He didn't have the security protocol to get all the way into it, but was into it deep enough to know uh, there's some crazy stuff going on. Uh, he later said that he had interviewed officials who had direct knowledge of aircraft of non-human origin and so-called biologics that were recovered from the craft bio you know, biological uh beings aliens as well. aliens right uh, green men members of both parties questioned how congress could go about investigating these remarkable allegations and uh, reflect the increased willingness by lawmakers to at least uh consider that there's some veracity to these these claims and you know the, the anytime grush was asked like real specific things like has anyone ever been injured or right or killed as a result of what they knew, or, you know, has there ever been any interaction between governmental officials and aliens? His answer has, had, had been, you know, I'm not at liberty to discuss this kind of information in an open forum. In a closed forum, we could have a, a more in-depth conversation, but not in front of television cameras right. and, uh, and, a, and a gallery full of reporters. Which is not a no that's uh, a pretty much an affirmative. The uh, has anyone ever been harmed uh, or killed or whatever uh, to protect this thing? On that one, one of them, he said yes, according to an article that I saw. Yeah, which is chilling, really <laughs> chilling. Yeah, as I'm watching this yesterday, I, I said this last hour. It's like you you want to believe that you know we know a whole lot more than right. than we've been led on. You want to believe that, in fact. This has happened. We have discovered this stuff. At this point in the process, it's very hard to dispute what they're having, what they're telling right. you. Because, like, sure. you know, why would you take a conspiracy to this level to a, a congressional hearing if you didn't believe that you could support the arguments that you're presenting in front of Congress? Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you'd just be humiliated and, uh, and arrested. That would be the end. Or arrested. You'd be arrested for lying to Congress. So he's really putting the pressure on because if this guy isn't arrested now, that is a tacit admission of truth by the government. You you wonder, you know, okay, so now that this has happened, what next? Right. You know, who else is going to be called in? You know, who else is going to be you know asked to testify about what we know and what we don't know? Right. Right, right. Well, it, that was just a subcommittee. Wait, wait till you know. Maybe it gets picked up and put before the uh, the whole of Congress. Yeah, which would be interesting. Uh, sad story yesterday. Irish singer uh, Sinead O'Connor had died at the age of fifty six. Uh, that was uh, according to her, her family. They said in a statement, uh, "It's with great sadness that we announced the passing of her beloved Sinead." Terrible story. You know she. Yeah, you know, she had faced all kinds of abuse. Yeah. Uh, you know, in her life, uh, she had a seventeen-year-old son who died last year. Yep. Um, she had been, you know, she had been vilified for a number of things that she had done. You know, the least of which was, you know, refusing to go to the Grammys. Um, 
or uh, but the the big thing was the day that she was on Saturday Night Live and ripped up a picture of the Pope. Correct. To protest child abuse in the Catholic Church. This was long before right. some of these allegations became public. Oh, it was big news at the time, and it put a big target on her back by the church and everything else. Yeah, and, and what it winds up happening is you find out she was right all along. She was, yep. And uh, here's the thing that's um, that's really kind of uh, weird. There is a there is a documentary that is about to be released that that she participated in. Oh wow! And it hasn't uh, hasn't been released yet. Uh, it's supposed to be released like within the next couple of weeks. Huh. And uh, the cause of her death remains unclear. But you know, she clearly had a very hard time with the. The death of her son last year. She survived by three other children. Again, uh, Sinead O'Connor, dead at the age of 56. I was a huge fan. Me I, too. I really thought Me, that this was like a, a singularly great talent. You know, uh, she, even before the Pope thing, one of the things that she she got notoriety for was, I think she was asked to perform. It might have been the Grammys. It was some award show. And she, she shaved the symbol for uh, one of my favorite uh, uh, groups or uh, rap artists, uh, Public Enemy. Had to protest the fact that there wasn't uh, any participation. It was they were utterly ignoring our, like hip hop and rap and everything at that time. Yeah, that got her notoriety because she took that stand, and then people listened to that album, and that started to blow her up commercially. I have a not feel good story. If you want to transition out of that, yeah, anything you can do to turn this thing around. Well, I got uh, <laughs> this one. I feel like is important. It speaks to our souls and your soul specifically. Me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what brand is behind Costco's Kirkland Signature Cheese Pizza? Hmm, that's, that's the article. A, that's a tough one. Well, what, what is it? Well, you know how I don't know if you're a Costco member. I don't of wanna, course. I don't want to brag. But, I mean, yeah. I'm not just a member. <laughs> I'm an executive <laughs> member. Ooh, I get fancy. I get cash back. Yeah, I just got the basics, so you got me beat. You know, I don't mean to brag. Yeah, you got that. Uh, you got that big radio money. It's not comedy money. You can afford the executive uh, well, membership. Well, I, I don't mean to. I don't want to, I don't want to brag. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to shove my uh, my uh, the benefits of my executive <laughs> membership in your face. But you know, it it does pay for itself. Well, as a regular commoner Costco member, um, the Costco uh, the Costco signature brands, as you know, one of their standards is they want these companies to make a better product than than even the name brand. Sure. That's one of their things. So people try to always figure out where these uh, brands are. So somebody has uh, found that an unlikely source points to a company, and this is why I brought this up because I thought it would pertain to you, called Palermo's. Does that ring a bell? Palermo's Pizza. Yes. Yes. Does that ring a bell to you? Because yes. I know there's a Palermo's. There's probably been a Palermo's around here, but it says it's a Milwaukee-based business. That's right. Yes. So that's why I brought this up. Um, if I'm not mistaken, they are known for their French bread pizzas. Is that what it is? If I'm not mistaken. Well, they... Uh, not unlike a Stouffer's, except better. Well, they said... Uh, it should be said that neither Costco or Palermo's has officially confirmed their association. But... You know, uh, that is it is interesting, but uh, you know, it's funny how like they they'll keep that on the on the QT. But these aliens, but the, we all, we I know you the aliens. <laughs> but but their hot dogs are the Hebrew nationals. Are they? Yeah, they're Hebrew nationals, and, uh, and they haven't you know shied away from that right affiliation because you know everyone yeah you know, Hebrew national is a solid dog. It's a great brand. Great. 
little salty, but I kind of like it that way. Well, I'll tell you. Uh, Undercuts the flavor of the ketchup. I love a good Costco hot dog. So now I know why. Costco hot dogs are fantastic. I got to tell you, though, the best thing in that menu. Yeah. The chicken bake. Oh, oh, see, God now we're hungry again. It. No I'm one's bringing you. us food. Not one local restaurant cares about us. I understand. Of all those things in the food court, whether it's the, uh, the those delicious churros, yep. the uh, hot dogs, or the sausages, or even pizza they make the pizza, right there for it's, a dollar. It's the chicken bake that it's, doesn't that doesn't get the love it deserves. It is it is a thing of of pure glory. I would posit that if you took one of those chicken bakes and you put it on a fancy white plate in a restaurant and you mm-hmm. garnished it with some stuff and you put a fancy name behind it, a French pastry, well, you know, however you described it. Like the chicken Wellington. Yes. Right. A, people would be like, this is five star. It oh, is. Yeah. You couldn't eat it without pointing a finger up to the, to the sky. Yeah. You'd, you'd, you'd have to dab your the sides of your Ooh, mouth with a with a cloth napkin. Pairs with a nice white, you know, nice white wine. Uh, um, that chicken bake is unbelievable. It's, it's it's crispy. It's juicy. It's just absolutely fantastic. Textures. And you know what? There was a time in uh, uh, many years ago where I would uh, I would go to a Costco just to get out of the house yeah, yeah. and. Uh, I would go. I'd get them uh, some things on the on the the list that had been provided for me. Oh yes. But then, after all the shopping was said and done, I'd get myself a chicken bake to go. Not That's always it. easiest thing while you're driving uh, to eat. But, but, oh no, oh. especially if it's too hot. You, oh yeah, you gotta wait that because yeah. it's like it's filled with like magma. It's but uh, <laughs> oh my god, so damn I, delicious. I've done the ultimate fat guy move, which is go into Costco show my card, walk right around, right past those registers, right up to the food court, got my chicken bake, got back in my car and left, got nothing else other than a chicken bake. Well, you still, you still, you still, uh, you know, uh, patronize the place yeah. with a chicken bake. Well, it's true. It's a customer. You know, uh, I hate plugging it, but I'm going to, I'm going to say it. I don't use it, talk about it enough, but if people would follow me on Instagram, Okay. Yeah. And it's just my name, Marty, M A R T Y, Caproni, C A P R O N I. If they would follow me on Instagram and then they could just do me this favor and use that as a way to communicate, just shoot me a message, I would love to know what everyone's favorite Costco food item is because I want to make a list and try mm. them all out. You know, like I like the Costco. Do you ever have the Costco cho- chocolate covered raisins? Do you ever have those? I have had those. Right? Not I bad. love those. I like those too. Right. I like the Costco hot dogs. I like, do you know the prepared foods that they have? They they do those prepared foods. Good deal. Sure. I'm telling you, they have stuffed peppers that Costco makes that are almost as good as my mom's stuffed Come peppers. Come on. Get out of here. No, no. No, please. Don't, don't, don't lie to me like that. over her grave hearing me say it. But really? They, yeah, I'm telling you. There's every, I, but I have favorite things at Costco, and every time you talk about Costco with somebody, they tell you what their favorite. Like you just told me about the hot dogs. I'm like, that's right. Yeah. Dang it, I had the Costco hot dogs before, and I asked somebody, where are these hot dogs from? And they were like, Costco. And then the quarter pound size right. hot dog, so you feel full, right? And you don't feel, and you don't feel guilty about only ordering one because it's like less than two bucks for a hot dog, right? And now because of this article, I'm gonna go get the Costco uh, pizza. Yeah. Right. Great idea. And I'm going to try it. There you go. Hey, the uh, Pioneer Valley forecast, cloudy today and thunderstorms this afternoon. Those scattered uh, thunderstorms will continue tonight. Tomorrow is going to be a hot one, sunny and a high of 91. It's about, oh, gee, I don't know, 73 degrees.
Rock at 7.56 and The Who with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on uh, on Rock 102. The uh, Check out the uh, the daily podcast. If you miss any part of uh, today's show, you'll find it on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and on rock102.com. Also, Baxi's musical podcast this week. My guest has been uh, Martin Youth Glover from the band Killing Joke. What's significant about that, he's, he's one of the most in-demand producers in the world. He's worked with Paul McCartney and Pink Floyd and U2, Guns N' Roses, and many, many more. It's a really interesting interview. Next week, my guest is going to be Scott McCoy from a band called The Baseball Project. So this is <laughs> Now, hear me out on this one. Hear me out. Scott McCoy has been a collaborator with REM since 1994. In this band is Peter Buck and Mike Mills from REM. Oh, wow. And this guy has been around for an awful long period of time, and uh, it is exactly what you think it is. It is a rock band that sing songs about baseball this is their fourth album the new one called <laughs> grand salami time it's absolutely great and the, the actual music's good though right the music is great and they talk about all kinds of things around baseball it could be about steroids there's a song that they've done about louis tiant coming in from cuba there's also a song called ted effing williams i mean it's 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 real clever it's done very very well and i'll be talking to him uh, on Monday, uh, right on rock102.com. And that's brought to you by ZM Home uh, Buyers. You can check them out on ZNMHomes.com. Louis Tiat, one of the nicest professional athletes I've ever uh, had the pleasure of knowing in my lifetime. I've only met him once. And I think he was uh, working with the, if I'm not mistaken, I think he was working for the, the, the Mass Lottery. At oh, the time. okay, sure. And uh, that was like the one and only time I met him, and I was like, I was like, like a giddy little schoolgirl because I remember, you know, watching you know yeah. pitch when I was a, like a, a little kid. Yeah, and you know that that they, you know that the whipped wind around up. wind up of his it's absolutely insanity, but uh, wicked cool. My uh, my buddy Mike O'Neill there, the one that's uh, director of golf at the Chickabee Country Club. I met Louie from him and uh, Andy E. Uh, ah, of course, and uh, and then. He was like told Mike and I come out anytime. So we went out the like the next day. To the, he gave us his tickets. You know he has tickets to every game or whatever. And he was like, he he signs autographs. So we get there. He gives me a beer. Gives us a Cuban sandwich. He says to Mike and I goes, "Could I get the, you guys give me a little help?" And we're like, <laughs> "Sure." <laughs> and I'm standing next to him, and he goes, "I just uh, ask a question sometimes when they come and ask the autograph." So. This guy comes up and he's like, uh, "Yeah, could you make it out to Steven? And he goes, "Okay, Steven. S, a T, E." And then he just looks at me and I look at the guy. And the guy's like, uh, "P H." And I'm like, "P." He's like, "P H." <laughs> so I I was laughing, you know. I was like, "Oh, that's easy for me to do." But then the next guy comes up and goes, "Make it out to John." And he just turned and looked at me and I was like, "Uh, J." <laughs> really? Oh, that's the one he got tripped up on. <laughs> but I realized. Louis, you know, he's signed so many autographs, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, thousands and thousands, that he's just like, he just turns his brain off for it and he just wants somebody to tell him the letters to write. <laughs> Let me tell you something. If Louis Tiant was going to give me an autograph and a Cuban sandwich, I'd be just about the happiest damn guy in the world. Well, he enjoyed having us there. So, like, Mike and I were there. So he was like, come back tomorrow. So the 2003-2004 season of the Red Sox, we probably went to about 40, 45 games each season <laughs> at, at Louis. And then when Louis's seats were taken, he would give us Pedro Martinez's family seats. So there's a couple of pictures somewhere out the Internet of – you see all Pedro Martinez's family uh, sitting in this one row behind home plate, uh, right. like 
just into the grandstands. And then you see me. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling headquarters, Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, earlier this week, I told you that the Saudi-run soccer club Al-Hilal has just offered to pay French soccer star Kylian Mbappe the single largest sports contract in the history of the world. The team not only offered a $233 million transfer fee to Mbappe's current team in Paris, they're also willing to offer him a one-year contract that was said to be worth $775 million. Now, at the time, I told you that it was expected that despite the enormity of that offer, the rumors was that Mbappe was going to turn it down, become a free agent, and eventually sign with Real Madrid in Spain. Yesterday, after several days of speculation, ESPN reported that, in fact, Kylian Mbappe had turned down that offer. In fact, he's also refused to even meet with the people that are offering him that uh, offering him that deal. Now, personally, I think that's a little rude. I mean, they did just offer to spend $1.1 billion on you. The least you could do is just stop by and say hi. I know if some Saudi billionaires wanted to buy out my contract at Rock 102, I would be hard-pressed to turn down that kind of invitation, especially if they were buying lunch or offering to validate my parking. But to roundly reject a meeting with a bunch of guys from out of town willing to make you the highest-paid athlete in the history of overpaid athletes, well, that's just not my style. The truth is, no matter what happens, Kelly Mbappe is going to make an awful lot of money no matter where he goes, whether it's Spain or Riyadh or even if he stays in France. He's going to be just fine. Of course, he won't be making $775 million playing in a country with a long list of civil rights abuses the length of your arm, but what the heck? Of course, none of those things seem to bother his midfielder teammate, Marco Verratti, who did sign with al on his own insanely priced soccer contract. So much for those human rights problems. Either way, I would have been far too courteous to just say no without at least hearing what they might have to say. Because when somebody is offering me three quarters of a million of a billion dollars to do anything, I think you'd be surprised how that might capture my attention and how quickly it would pique my curiosity. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. What can you make on a Blackstone griddle? All kinds of stuff. Pancakes, breakfast sausages, steaks, hamburgers, you name it. Rocky's introduces the Blackstone Outdoor Griddle. Every meal sizzles on a Blackstone. So set up your outdoor cooking game right now with the Blackstone that you got at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 814 Def Leppard with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. We were just talking about the uh, the food at Costco. Because, <laughs> you know, food is like one of these things that uh, you and I just, like, we can't, I don't think we've had a single show where we didn't talk about And food. yet, no one has still brought us a breakfast sandwich today. This is, like, uh, it's too much. I mean, Costco's been open for, what, 14 minutes yeah. already? I don't see a single chicken bake in front of us. You know, a good manager would have been like, hey, fire it up, get two chicken bakes, get them out there right now. Yeah, but that's a, nope. an emergency nope. situation. Two dudes in East Lawmeadow need chicken bakes. <laughs> two dudes of uh, decent size are hungry, now, and uh, <laughs> you're not doing anything about it. Now, you mentioned that uh, you wanted people to uh, to go on your Instagram and uh, give you an yes. idea of, of what specific items from Costco they love the most. I love to report back that uh, quite a few 
have uh, followed me on Instagram, which I think is really. I might even hit. Uh, I never push my Instagram, so I'm really bad with it, even at shows and stuff. It's all right. But uh, I might hit uh, 3,000, which is my goal today. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I did get. My real goal is to find out some stuff. So I did have uh, one lady who gave me a heads up on uh, her favorite Costco food frozen French onion soup packets. I, uh, I've never tried that. Didn't even know you had them. Didn't even know that that was a thing. Hmm. Uh, very funny comedian, uh, Eddie Diesel, kid from uh, Springfield. Uh, he messaged me just simply, I love the free samples, which I was like, obviously, sir. Uh, very. I will eat them shamelessly on a weekend. I will stand there one after another. I go right to the frozen food section. That's the best because you know you get something good. Right. And then I'll eat one, and then I'll eat a second, and then I have a little routine. I'll make it look like I'm going to walk away. I'll come back. I'll eat a third, and then I'll just look at the kid, and I'll see the reaction. If they don't seem to care, I'll stand there and eat them shamelessly till I'm full. If they look like they care, I go, I'm not sure if I'm going to buy this yet or yeah. not. Yeah. You know, my process, and I have one, yeah, is, is not do. nearly as intricate as yours. I don't, I, don't, I don't play mind games. What I do is I'll, I'll go, I'll walk away, and then I'll come back around behind the woman Giving you the free sample, oh, yeah, so I yeah. look like a brand new customer. But I don't, I don't play the game that you're that you're playing. Like you know, yeah, you know, I'll eat you know one after another while standing there. I won't do that. I'm I shameless. I will go like around, uh, you know, like hey. around the freezer section, then in front, like, ooh, what is this? It, uh, it's a uh, ooh, uh, uh, delicious. It's a uh, it's a Swedish meatball that Which, I know this. I have like fifteen of them, and uh, and the lady with the hairnet and the uh, the plastic gloves doesn't even have any idea. You're see, I feel them out because some of them take it personal because they're trying to put them in those little paper things as fast as they can, right? And they're like, "This is ridiculous." But I'll, I see you have couth in class. I don't. Uh, <laughs> I feel them out, and then if I see that there's no objection, I will just sit there as they're firing over just what double barreling. Yeah, that's you know? good. Yeah, that is good. So that was a solid one, and uh, I did. I I got another one too. Um, I got a tip. Uh, a guy on Facebook said to go to the infield Costco. He likes that better than the West Springfield. And I, I go to both. I'm not uh, opposed. And he said the bakery uh, at the oh, infield you know, Costco. It, it, uh, well, you know, West Springfield is good, too. The ba- the bakery and both are, are really top-notch. Yep. Chris Santanello, he says uh, double chocolate muffins from the bakery. Oh, he's not wrong about that. He's, have you ever had them? No, but this is why I asked. Really? For, yeah, I'm going to. Dude. I'm making you. a li- literally. I'm making a list. So anyone who follows me says me that stuff. I'm gonna make a list. I'm gonna go get it. I'm gonna try all of these items. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be the best Costco trip ever, dude. These muffins <laughs> are good. Are about the size of a human head. Okay. So they're like hubcaps. I mean, okay. they're so enormous. And uh, yeah, the the there's the chocolate one, but there's also a variety pack where okay. you get like four of three oh, different flavors. Oh, that we're talking. So, oh my god, that's so good. But so good. You need to understand when you talk muffins or pastries or bakery items, you're talking to a guy who lives a stone's throw from the coffee cup bakery. All right. Yeah. In, I don't, in I feel fairness, bad even putting them in the same breath yeah, as in, Costco or any other bakery. In, in fairness, uh, it's it's really not a fair fight. Coffee cup right. wins every time. But, but 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 on but on the fly, let's say you're you're well, Costco, right? Yeah, you're buying like a fifty gallon drum of mayonnaise and some right. socks, you know, yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in a pack, your tube <laughs> socks in a package, right? Well, you know, how are you going to walk past, uh, say, like a big 
giant pie the size of a Subaru. You just can't do that. I've seen those pies, but I've never had one. They're awful good. But I, uh, what I have had is their chicken pie before. Chicken pot pie is awful good. It's very good. Now, I have a good buddy of mine who uh, I went to college with, yep. right? And he lives in Chicago, listens to the show all the time. <laughs> Why? I have no <laughs> idea. I love it. So you already have to uh, you know, question his, uh, his taste to begin with. But he messages, messages me and he says, Kirkland hard-boiled eggs are a solid choice. <laughs> now, my immediate response to uh, to my friend Chris is uh, the fact that you have to go to Costco for a boiled egg fills me with all kinds of curiosity. And he said they have a nice, convenient two-pack of, of, of boiled eggs. So, I mean, okay, you, you got me on the convenience of it. Right. But then he also uh, said, making a statement, which I totally agree with, that the chicken bake paired with the Polish sausage in the car oh. is awesome. Exquisite. It's the best seat in the house. Some of the finest mobile dining you can do. Oh, terrific. I don't, you got to be really hungry to pack down both of those at one sitting because the, the chicken bake is the size of a femur and uh, the Polish sausage at least the size of a human arm. I don't want to gross anyone out, <clears throat> but have you ever bat, did you ever bat for the cycle at Costco? Uh, meaning? You go slice of pizza, chicken bake, Polish sausage, top it off with the ice cream oh, or yeah. the milkshake. I've um, <clears throat> I've never I've never tried that. Yeah, you know, but it's but you know what? Now that the gauntlet has been thrown it down, it's it's hard to say that I will never try it. I'm saying it publicly right now. This is one of those things I can make a TikTok, and it would probably do ten billion. Now, do you wrap it all up in in, in no, one, or you no, eat them no. separately? You get them all. You sit at that little picnic table right there. And, and and if you don't want to get them all at the same time, you wait till it's a non-busy time and you go up one after another. Oh, yeah. That's good. And they, they catch on <laughs> to you about the second, third course. But uh, I, I call that uh, hitting, hitting for the cycle at Costco. Yeah, I think you're, you're, definitely, do, uh, you're definitely hitting the cycle. And I, I, if I did a TikTok of that, I bet you that would be – and it became a challenge, it would be huge. And I would like credit for it when I, someone does. I still say that the premium item – of all pre-made items at Costco is the chicken bake. I feel that strongly about it. Well, but this is why I'm telling people to follow me on Instagram and send me their recommendations because we're learning new things. I didn't even know Costco had hard-boiled eggs. So now I got to get Costco. Is this guy a bachelor, by the way? Uh, I believe he is married. He is actually uh, very successful. And, uh, is he a workout guy or something? I'm just trying to... Yeah, he's a, he's a powerful guy. He can lift like 50 pounds over his head. I'm just trying to figure out why out of all those food choices, he's going hard-boiled egg, you know? You know, uh, there are some times when, you know, like I... a good egg salad uh, okay. you know, is, is necessary. Or... Shout out to Barry Krieger, apparently, who, right? who could have brought us egg salad yeah. while we're hungry, but Listen, nothing. Barry doesn't, uh, Barry doesn't have to make egg salad for all of us. But yeah, no, my friend Chris, I'm going to guess because he uh, is a is uh, an engineer. Okay. Okay. Uh, so probably methodical. Methodical. Probably on the uh, road quite a lot. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just got to make the uh, the quick move, and a prepackaged hard boiled egg may be the best thing that he can come up with. It would not be my choice, but I'm not going to be critical of my friend Chris. I think maybe he likes it because of the convenience of it's one of the very few items at Costco that you can buy not in bulk. You know what I mean? 
You don't have to buy a string of 16 hard-boiled eggs. He said you can get it in a convenient two-pack. Yeah, I like that. But when he said that, all I could picture was just a lonely bachelor fridge, stick of margarine, <laughs> six-pack of beer, and then like <laughs> two or three packs of those hard-boiled eggs. Um, now, in the same vein as this, uh, Bax, I just opened another article. The title of that is, The Brand Likely Responsible for Costco's uh, Brand of Greek Yogurt. Uh, Chibani. Is that your guess? That's my guess. All right. I'm looking through right now. I'm learning this as we go. Uh, Airman Commonwealth Dairy may be uh, responsible for supplying them. I've never even heard of them. E-H-R-M-A-N-N. Airman AG has been a mainstay in the dairy business since 1920. A facility opened in Germany, the first one. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, it produces yogurts under the Green Mountain Creamery in, I don't know how to say this, Libe? It's L-I-E-B-E brand names. Okay. Um, so I've, I think I've heard of the Green Mountain Creamery. Yeah, that's a, that sounds like a, like a Vermont type of thing. Yeah, it sounds like a fake Vermont thing or whatever. But that's, uh, they're saying it's responsible. <sighs> so now I got to add that to the list. It's going to be a long Costco list. You're going to have to be pushed into the building tomorrow. Steve's going to need to do more. Talking about uh, my my buddy from uh, college yeah, yeah. who eats the uh, the pre-made Costco hard-boiled eggs, yeah. the Kirkland brand, and uh, and he, he wrote me back because he's listening, and he said, damn it, you nailed it. Convenience. I That's what it's you. all about. And he says that it comes in, in a... In a big box of two packs. Of course it does. Not though. just like, you know, like you get two eggs. You can get like uh, like 50 packages of two eggs a piece. And then uh, it's right next to these fresh eggs in the dairy section. Uh, nice and convenient for his uh, no-carb uh, uh, kick. So good for, good for that. And then another buddy of mine says the marinated ribs. Ooh. I have not tried that. I'm going to have to uh, get to it. I just got uh, uh, one lady messaged me and said uh, the chicken wings. Yep, never had them. <clears throat> so I think I have had them. They were good. You know, you know who's big into Costco? Yeah, Barry. Barry Kriegs. The Kriegs is big into Costco because he not only gets he gets his eggs at Costco because they come in the in the big package, but yeah, the yeah. other thing that he's known for, and he was known, you know, like around the uh, the newsroom uh, for this, is that he would go through uh, the the rotisserie chicken. Oh yeah, in no time at all, he would rip that apart like an otter eating oh, yeah. eating something on his chest, <laughs> yeah. just like you know, tearing it to, to shreds. That uh, no Costco rotisserie chicken stood a chance against Barry Creek in the hands of the Creek. Yeah, and that's and that has been confirmed by dozens of uh, of former and current Twenty Two News employees. I just got another one that's it's too funny to pass up. All okay, right. uh, I got it on Instagram. Missy Clark sent it, and she says. One time I was at Costco and they were giving out samples of the dishwasher tabs in the same little paper cup that they do with the food. So it was a little misleading and a poor elderly gentleman took it and ate it and everybody (laughs) freaked out telling him to spit it out. Why would you put it in the paper cup? That, that, I agree with Why her. Why would you that do that? Misleading. I think it's hilarious. Imagine you're the guy. You're 70 years old and you're in the ER and they're like, 
So you did the Tide Pod challenge, huh, idiot? It's like, no, I was at Costco trying to get free samples. <laughs> and everything went all black. Next thing I know, I fell down and hit my head. It was all orange and purple. Right. It looked delicious. And then she added, also best Costco food is uh, grilled chicken skewers in the refrigerated section with tzatziki <laughs> sauce. I like tzatziki. I like that a lot. Uh, is it tzatziki? Am I pronouncing tzatziki. that right? Oh, right. I love that stuff. And then I have like a, a few more that have just come in. I got one Costco chicken soup. Uh, the basil pesto, loaded baked potato salad. Uh, I have to go to Costco to get a pair of shorts, a kayak, and an 80-inch TV. Anyway, so I'll try the hot dog. <laughs> That's uh, Kevin White. That's very funny. It's 8.30. We got news next on Rockwood.com. And get started. 8.32 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni. It's time for news brought to you by Serviu Locksmith. They got a key for that. St. James Avenue in Springfield or ServiuLocksmith.com. From excessive rain for parts of Western Mass earlier this week to extreme temperatures expected to close out the week, we are pretty much seeing a mixed bag of all kinds of stuff. What seemed like days of thunderstorms is now a moment of long-awaited sunshine well, until tonight because there's going to be more torrential rains <laughs> and, uh, and and uh, thunderstorms tonight. But with uh, the rain uh, kind of uh, not being the first thing on our mind, we're in a, hot, a heat wave, or they are predicting a heat wave, which means a couple of days with 90-degree uh, temperatures and more. Uh, health experts are advising people to reduce or reschedule any outdoor activities that are strenuous during hot weather and to take uh, breaks indoors in a cool room with air conditioning as often as possible. And cooling centers will be open through Friday in several communities, including Agawam, Amherst, East Hampton, North Hampton, and in Springfield. Now, <clears throat> every time it's a wicked hot day out, <clears throat> and I see like a crew of dudes uh, working on the roads, Ugh. and you know they're sweating and uh, they're standing around like watching one guy in a manhole while they drink coffee. All I can think of is, man, better them than me, because yeah. I can never, I could never work under those kind of conditions where i'm forced to be outdoors in the summer i mean look at us we're down here working a solid four-hour day and if someone blows a leaf blower too close to the window we're like this is how can we work in these conditions yeah i got the uh, the thermostat upstairs in my office yeah oh you do and it, it takes care of that whole wing Oh, uh, yeah. of the building <laughs> of the of the hamster base <laughs> yeah, of the, yeah of, of the habit trail that we're working in <laughs> So uh, I get in in the morning and it's like set at like seventy eight degrees. It's like you know, oh. I, that's you know, it's it may be ninety seven degrees outside, but I'll be damned if I'm expected to work under those kinds of sweat box conditions. So what do you set your temperature at night? What do you what do you like to sleep in? I um, I think like seventy with the air conditioning. Okay, that's that's I'm not spending so much money, but I'm not uh, you know sweating too much. But working in, in a 78-degree office? Yeah. What, what kind of sweatshop are they running upstairs? So I always turn it down to like, you know, 48 degrees just to get this thing uh, That's you know, the move, chugging right away. Right. And by the time they get in here and figure out what's going on and they jack it back up, you're already out back home in your own air conditioning that you can control again. Uh, yeah, absolutely, because I, uh, I will not put up with that. On the, road, I'm a, on the road, I'm like a 68 68 years yeah is i set my hotel in room i actually when i'm uh when i'm in the car yeah it's always down to the lowest setting which in my car is like Same. 59 oh yeah there you go yeah it, i it's, it's all the way down and but in a hotel you know it's i i will often do like 69 yeah you giggity 
and I'll set the thermostat. <laughs> oh, zing, oh, 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 <laughs> but uh, that's that's the way I li- right. I do it. Yeah, I I, uh, I that's that's me right right in that wheelhouse. Uh, I should say they're going to have these cooling centers, and it would I would be remiss if I didn't point out that the temperature at Loft Comedy Club tonight will be always set right around a nice comfortable 70 so oh that's very nice yeah so, you know with all those bodies in there sometimes yeah. it gets a little bit warm but when i was there about two weeks ago uh i thought it was a very very uh, comfortable you know what's funny too is i'm getting all these messages from people with costco stuff and then in between the messages of costco stuff are people asking me like how do i get tickets i went to the website i don't see it i don't have venmo it says venmo on the poster can i paypal do i just you can just also show up and pay at the door. The only thing I ask if anyone's going and they got like 10 friends or they know they're definitely going, I just tell them, shoot me a message so I can tell Chef Larry to make sure there's enough, uh, you know. Teriyaki, teriyaki chicken, chicken, roasted potatoes, <laughs> and a vegetable medley. I love how you know the menu now. Well, I mean, I've only, uh, I've only heard about it like uh, more than 15 dozen times in the last uh, four days. But still, you know, it's like. Listen. With the with the massive amounts of money that they're paying me to fill in, the only way to substitute that is, uh, you know, have some people show up and yeah. eat some chicken. And get a good night of laughs. Uh, they will get a good night of laughs. You can attest to that personally. You've been there. Since uh, the pandemic and even before that, uh, it's been no secret that the, uh, the city of Northampton has struggled to keep businesses in downtown and fill storefronts. However, just this month, four new businesses have opened their doors with more on the way. That's good news for Northampton. Uh, Amy Kaling, the uh, executive director of Downtown Northampton's Association, says, I think for so long there was just a narrative that uh, everything was closing. We had a ton of vacant storefronts. It's a much more exciting story to be telling now. Uh, and I think it's very positive. And among the uh, the new places that have opened, a place called Miriam opened up on Monday, replacing uh, Dober Tea, offering Moroccan-inspired drinks and goods. Ooh. I like Moroccan drinks I like and Mor- I like goods. I like Moroccan mint tea. Like iced tea? Like yeah. Moroccan mint iced tea. I, like. I always thought uh, Morocco Mole was a very good cartoon. I always, uh, always liked that. Morocco, uh, Morocco Mole. Mole. Yeah. I never saw that. Well, it was a Hanna-Barbera one. Oh, that's yeah. Bad. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was I, very good. Uh, Mex- uh, Mexcalito Taco Bar had its uh, soft opening last Tuesday. Get it? They are awaiting their liquor license from some guy who's been hoarding them for years. Uh, oh. Before their grand opening, they are replacing Mama Iguanas. Oh. Okay. Then in Florence, the Zen Frog opened uh, earlier this month, becoming the only coffee shop in, in Florence, in the, the Florence really? Village. Yeah. Right. And uh, Bam Nail Studio uh, opened up on, on July 12th, which is great because I really need to have something done with these cuticles. These are killing me. I know. They're, really, they're, they're, they're a real I'm mess. I'm growing these gels that I have. But you know what I mean? It's it's nice to see Northampton it is. grow again. Yeah, That was a town for many, many years that seemed to be kind of immune to economic disparity but they have uh they have gone through some tough times it's nice to know that they're uh, they're coming back that's that's very very cool well i think uh like everything you learn that you have to be able to balance business and uh and your interests and i feel like if they're more business friendly um that's good they'll help themselves grow an inmate who allegedly attacked three employees of the hamden county house of corrections stymied a dangerousness hearing on wednesday by refusing to participate in the proceeding via Zoom. Drake uh, Zimjewski, 27, of Fitchburg, charged in May with three counts of assault on a correctional employee, attempted murder and assault to intent, uh, intent to murder in Hamden uh, Superior Court. He pled not guilty to the charges during his arraignment earlier this month. He was set for the threat assessment hearing but declined to participate virtually 
a post-COVID standard for certain hearings involving incarcerated defendants. However, by law, defendants must consent to online video <laughs> conferencing. Now, I totally understand it from this guy's perspective. Here he I is. Get it. He's been sitting in the jail. His hair was probably a mess. He didn't terrible. like the jumpsuit. It makes him look, you know, a little hippie. And, uh, you know, you just you, you want to be at your dangerousness hearing and looking nice. You know, you don't want to go there, you know, looking like a like a like a crap show. You know, you you want to go and impress the judge. It could also uh, it could uh, imagine they do the dangerous hearing, but it looks like a, the, that scene from Silence of the Lamb. They have him on a hand truck. He's mm-hmm. in a prison outfit with the chains all on him and the mask. Yeah. Yeah. You could really sway the opinion. <laughs> With that, if that's what they were doing. Yeah. I don't think they were doing that. I yeah. think he just doesn't like Zoom. Maybe. I or, mean, I, I, I understand that. Or perhaps he's just a really ornery person. Well, I mean, he is involved in a in a, in a potential murder uh, uh, case. But uh, yeah, that's uh, and it's not it's not his first go around with the law. In 2021, he was arrested and jailed in Worcester after breaking into a CVS. And here's the thing. You know, of all the things that you could steal right. at a CVS pharmaceuticals the next uh, thing you're i expected to you to say would be like oxycontin or, uh, yeah oxycontin or you know yeah. uh maybe uh you know greeting cards right. you know perhaps <laughs> no he decided to walk off with various fragrances uh at the pharmacy That's like of all the things in the cvs thing. that guy was eyeing uh, he was like scoping out what's gonna it, be the easiest thing to track with a dog i'm ooh. gonna steal that you know, every time I'm in here, I keep looking at that that uh, that bottle of high karate, and I'm thinking, ooh, man. <laughs> I was just about to say, I was going to say, breaking it in CVS, you can't blame them. Basically, the Fort Knox for high-end fragrances, right? <laughs> See all those people. Is that Chanel? <laughs> no, it's not. It's Channel. It's yeah, uh, our yeah, version right, of right. Chanel. It's a knockoff. It's, you know, what's their brand? What's the CVS brand? Top Care or whatever? It's the Top <laughs> Care version of Chanel. You're doing life yeah. in prison now after it, that? It smells just like British Sterling in 1973. <laughs> what happened to your youth? Slippery slope. See, I stole some Jakar, and the next thing you know. You know, I never <sighs> figured out at a CVS, and maybe you have an answer to this. How come in the when you walk past all the, the aftershaves and, oh, yeah. and all that stuff, it's locked up? Uh, well, uh, I don't know. Well, I do know. You know what I mean? It's because in certain areas, there are certain items that are stolen more than other items, and those are the ones they put in the glass. But then if you go to a place like San Francisco, California, yeah, literally everything is in glass because they don't – you can steal there now. Did you know that? I, I had no idea. They've actually decriminalized theft up to $950. So people just in San Francisco will walk into the store – and they'll just dump everything in their cart and then just walk right out the door and load really? their car and leave. Because if they get caught, the worst case scenario is they get like a traffic ticket. So Interesting. This is what happens when you have, there's too far right and too far left, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Meanwhile, like you go to Alabama and you're at the CVS and you maybe linger too long in front of the fragrance and they're like, <laughs> shoot him, shoot him. <laughs> Like somewhere in between there and yeah, man, take it if you need it, bro. Somewhere in between there and that is really where we should be as a shoot, country. Shoot that stinky some bitch. He's asking. He's acting real funny. He's acting real funny. And yeah, I mean, all, all I'm thinking is there must be a, like an entirely large 
uh, <laughs> you know, consumer base of people that just reek and just would do anything to douse themselves in polo or dracar. Well, well, I mean, why are you locking it up? You know? Why? Yeah. Yeah, I get you. I, I mean, I've, I've never felt compelled to, to swipe one of those no. things. No. Just never have. Uh, former military intelligence officers turned whistleblowers. Uh, we're in the... <laughs> We're at a hearing held in uh, Congress yesterday, uh, wondering whether Congress has been uh, kept in the dark about unidentified anomalous phenomena, known as UAPs or UFOs. And everything, it turns out, was A-OK. And then I went after, then after the hearings, I had myself a J&B and PBRs. I mixed um, it up and thought it was an LFO hearing. That's right, yes. Failed boy band from the <laughs> early 2000s. Yes, right. I'm congressional and I know it. Has anyone ever been hurt covering up the LFO? <laughs> <laughs> David Grush, who served for, uh, 14 years as an intelligence officer in the Air Force and the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, appeared before the House Oversight Committee's National Security Subcommittee along with two former fighter pilots, pilots who had firsthand experience with these unidentified anomalous phenomena. Grush served as a representative on two Pentagon task force investigating these things up until earlier this year. He told lawmakers that he was informed by a, a multi-decade UAP crash retrieval and reverse engineering program during the course of his work examining classified programs. He was denied access to some of the things that he requested, but he was granted access to enough stuff to go to Congress and say, hey, you know what? Uh, I know we've been denying this for years, but we've got stuff, a lot of stuff. And uh, there have been um some recovery of non-human biologics they're just calling things other things now to make it less controversial they're not saying ufo's now because they don't want to say ufo's and now instead of saying aliens non-human biologics listen if they've got a yoda or a mandalorian i would love to see it how great would this be though if non-human biologics if you think about it it doesn't cover earthly biologics just non-human ones right what if these otters have gotten together secretly and educated themselves in physics and they're actually responsible for this right what if the or octopus those yeah. things are creepy they almost look like aliens what if they're out there in the ocean and the octopuses have figured it all out and they're actually flying around in spacecraft we bring that. It's a yeah. really weird theory but it's a it's a weird uh, very weird theory but, uh, but you know i'm i'm thinking calamari for everybody at nasa <laughs> that's terrible i uh i asked earlier um but i'm not just pushing the instagram but i asked earlier and no one we got one call and it was the Hawkman, but no one called in if someone is a pilot and has a you because you were saying that the pilots hesitate to speak about it right well so the what they said was is that these are not isolated incidents that they are seeing these things all the damn time it, it's and it's consistent and so many pilots you know, you know many of them have reported these things and it's been met with hesitation and ridicule and you know, repercussions yeah there's consequences to these kinds of reports so you know many of them just say well that's it i'm not i'm not going to mention this ever again so i said it earlier and i'm going to say it again yeah if anybody out there is a pilot all right. This does not include if you were smoking weed out in Three Rivers and your uncle's daddy and you were behind the bar. If you're a pilot 
and you had seen one of these things and you have a story, I would love it if you just followed me on Instagram, sent me a message and told me the story because then I could relay what you said here or maybe we could even get you on the air. I mean, we wouldn't name names. I mean, we'd no, we make it. Yeah, yeah. We we'd, we'd call you like Mister X or you know, you know Captain X. We don't or, have the Tony the Tiger technology from that commercial where they when you do yeah, no, we don't have yeah. we don't have that. So we just have to do different names. So yeah, so that's and that's why we wouldn't yeah. have to put you on the. But end. how great would that be? To it have would be that. fascinating, right? Right. So but we'll you know, I mean, listen, we there's stuff out there, and we've got it, and you know, finally somebody is acknowledging. That fact. Now, what's going to be interesting is what Congress does with this information, because it's like, you know, they're either going to be you know reactive to it or they're going to do nothing about it at all. They're going to fight over it is what they're probably going to do. Like right now, it's very bipartisan spirit that they're like, hey, we're all in this. We should find this out. Yeah, because they probably want to know the the voting record and party affiliation of each alien that has come into our, our <laughs> right, airspace. Right. And they're probably going to want to know all that. Where are these green ones coming from? I don't fancy these green aliens. I don't like the green aliens. Yeah, these green, these, uh, these green ones are either going to have to be red or they're going to have to be blue. And then the super lefties will be like, we need to regulate their ray beams. <laughs> we need to. You know, it's going to be, it's going to be, uh, it's going to eventually devolve into that. But, hey, I don't care if them fighting or whatever's going on allows them to finally tell us the truth about some of this will be great. Uh, cloudy today and thunderstorms this afternoon, some of which could be uh, pretty nasty, a high of uh, 90. Scattered thunderstorms today, clearing after midnight, low of 69 for tomorrow, sunny and hot, a high of 91. It's already 77 degrees in Rock 102. The weather is heating. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 855 and Ozzy with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni filling in for uh, one more day. Uh, Steve will be back on uh, on Monday, so if, in case you're missing him, uh, you can look forward to all of that. Till uh, till the next spate of vacations that you guys take. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, possibly, maybe. We'll see. The uh, Anyway, the uh, the weather today is going to be uh, not that great. Cloudy this morning, and then you're going to have some, uh, some uh, thunderstorms, possibly severe. There is still a heat advisory until saturday night at eight o'clock so uh, you know be careful out there don't get uh, don't get too rambunctious because you know when you're outside in this kind of weather even if it isn't uh, raining it's a hot rain yeah i think you can get you, you get scalds uh with that kind of rain you get some of that costco frozen french onion soup packets there yeah right and yeah. put it outside you get yourself yeah, right about that cup. Uh, i did get it's completely uncredited so i should say that I, I just a screenshot but i'll mention it uh, one of the people responding about Costco said, hey, I'm a little bit of a weather buff. Just to let you know, there's a two in five chance of a tornado today. I don't know how accurate that is. Yeah, I don't, uh, I'm not seeing that on the uh, the Weather Channel yeah. website yet. I'm just seeing uh, heat and flood advisories. I just got that, the severe storm risk screenshot with that. So okay. I can't right. credit it. Yeah. I can't say it's uh, yeah. whatever, but you know. You don't know about yeah, that. I don't know. Uh, tomorrow on the show, we'll be talking to uh, comedian Mike Hanley. He's going to be uh, your headliner tomorrow night at the Loft Comedy Club in yep. Jacoby. Just to eliminate any confusion, tonight is the uh, show that we always do every Thursday night. Uh, whether I'm on air or not, $20 at the door, you get buffet dinner and a show. And tomorrow uh, is Mike Hanley. Um, that is not a dinner show. You, there's a menu available. You can buy food or whatever. But Hanley will be there tomorrow night. And... Uh, He's absolutely fantastic, and he's going to give us an interview tomorrow uh, morning around eight a.m. I've uh, I've only seen him once, 
Yeah. And he was really, really good. He Very is, energetic. He is uh I've probably done more shows with Mike Hanley. Probably Mike Hanley and Jesse May Palooza are the two people that I've done the most shows with in comedy, uh at, you know, opening for them. And uh both of them never cease to amaze me on stage. And Mike, from the time I started almost, uh, you know, I started opening for him. He is someone to see. I know, you know, it's not a household name, but he absolutely should be. He's yeah. that funny. Well, and the thing about, and we've talked about this before, the thing about a club like this is they may not be a household name today, but, they, but a lot of these guys will be, and that's and that's just a fact. Our our, our old little club there, uh, Cabot and Chicopee, we yeah. had uh, Nate Bargatze, Big Jay Okerson. We had all of these people who are now Sam, uh, Sam Morell, um, all these people people that mark normand who we just had at loft but before yep. he blew up we've had all these comics before they blew up in their household names and you were able to come see him for 20 bucks i mean you you, you it's a Can't great night out can't yeah, go wrong exactly uh it's 858 with bax and nagel and marty caproni at rock 102 gg inks screen